we'll be starting the next event next, uh, which is cybersecurity and its importance in the cryptocurrency industry. Um, so our next speaker is uh, Magda uh, Magda Shelley is, and she is by her own admission a cybersecurity expert by day and a cyber feminist hacker by night. As the Managing Director of Responsible Cyber, she supports Chief Information Security Officers in their cybersecurity and advocates for security awareness globally. She's also the founder of Women in Cyber, an organization encouraging young women to start careers in cybersecurity. An educationist, expert and ardent feminist in 2017, she was nominated as Global Leader of the Year at the Women IT Awards. Magda Shelley. Good afternoon, everyone. Everyone is awake? Ready? Cool, awesome. So let's start. Actually, I think I'm going to change a little bit the presentation. I was supposed to talk about security in the blockchain only, but I would like to address certain points that were mentioned before with my colleagues in the previous presentations. Before that, let me maybe give you a little bit more details. So, that's me. You recognize, yeah? That's my LinkedIn picture. That's how I start, you know, my day. And that's at the in the evening when I see how is cybersecurity posture of my customers or when I have discussions with people not in technology. So, of course, after that, I spend my night having nightmares and waking up in the middle of the night, it's like, oh my God, who's hacked, who's hacked? No, it doesn't happen often. And I'm very happy for that. But my clients, most of the time, are pretty okay. What happens though, is that everyone lacks a certain level of awareness around the topic. But what I wanted to start with is that currently we are in an area of what we call technami. Technology changes every day. Every day there is someone out there changing and discovering a new way of providing added value services to who? To us, consumers, right? And blockchain is one of the new technologies. Not only blockchain, we hear about cloud, we hear about internet of things, and all those new adopted technologies that are just used for building new products that we, for example, we are, like Fitbit, or any other uh, like refrigerator that will actually get to order your food because it's empty. What we don't realize is that those new technologies that are built in are built most of the time without security and privacy by default. Why? Who can tell me why? I'm not speaking by myself. I need to be interactive. Why do you think I'm saying that there is no security and privacy integrated with those new products? It's cheaper, very good point, Lance. Exactly, it's cheaper and companies build what we call minimum viable products. So a product that they can sell you immediately at a cheaper rate without hiring, for example, a chief information security officer or just someone who will actually take care of the security. So that means that your product will actually be providing you a functionality of making an order for food and you, when you come home your food refrigerator will be full of food. But that means as well that if your network, network gets a ransomware attack, when you come back home to actually get some food, your refrigerator will tell you, pay me a ransom if you want to eat. If you're connected to a network, you are vulnerable. And that's actually what you need to keep in mind. 
So as it's changing, and currently we're going into a very digital space, and we all know, again, blockchain is just one of the technologies that we are using. And cryptocurrencies are one usage case of the blockchain to enable a transparent, without border world, where someone who doesn't have any bank account can actually buy and provide services or get what they want in terms of utilities and products. So again, what that actually creates, it creates a world where we have a tsunami of technologies without that think of security and privacy. Again, what that means, you might have your fridge attacked by a ransomware. So do you know what's ransomware? I guess everyone heard about it, at least in the news. So it's a malicious software that will lock your files and will not allow you to unlock your files unless you pay a ransom to the cyber criminals and at that point you can get the key to unlock your files. And this is something that has been very popular, but it's only one example of attack. And blockchain history started in 2008 when someone found actually the idea of blockchain due to the fact that so many people around the world do not have, for example, bank accounts. And he wanted to facilitate the fact of how to enable banking for those people, how to make sure that everyone is equal in that sense. And it actually, what resulted, resulted in the blockchain technology as such. So from 2008, there was a lot of evolution in the technology itself and usage cases. We have a lot of perception nowadays that blockchain in itself is secure. Let me tell you this. Do you think that when you go out of your house, when you close the, key, the door of your house with a key, you're actually making sure that no one will ever rob you? No, right? But you still close the door with a key. Why do you do that? Safeguard your assets, right? You make it harder for the criminals to get in. It's exactly the same with technology. You have a technology, you will need to put in place the right controls in order to mitigate the risk. In that sense, for example, with blockchain or any other technology, even if the technology is there, and in the case of the blockchain, it offers you what we call immutability, you need to address the other remaining risk and making sure that you can put in place the right controls. So when I mentioned immutability, and I'm gonna come back to that, this is one feature that is really amazing, and that's why we wanna use blockchain to, for example, in order to enable traceability. But do you see other challenges when we use a blockchain technology? Again, I'm not speaking by myself, please. Human error, yeah, that's definitely where the human error can start. Oh, definitely. For example, if you have wallets, one of the main common attack is that people do not secure their wallets properly. They do not. Ha they have weak password. They do not have two-factor authentication, and then they got attacked. Definitely. Any other concerns? So I mentioned immutability on purpose. So when we s when we talk about immutability, if you have something stored on the blockchain. Can you delete it? No. So something that is actually a very important pros of a technology can become a con point if you don't know how to practically deploy it. 
So if we're talking about real world, because you know in technology everything is nice in theory, but sometimes when you actually deploy it, you realize there are errors, mistakes, there are things that do not work. And there's compliance. If you build a new product that is based on blockchain or name blockchain and, and additional, let's say, cloud storage. I like to mention cloud because a lot of people ask even your family what means cloud. Just as an aparte, a small tip, go and check around. You will have fun, <laughs> believe me. Uh, and then blockchain, the second one blockchain, but first cloud. It's like you're this. <laughs> so the data that, uh, the technology, sorry, that you are using is actually changing the way that you store data. And in order to mitigate the, con the risk with the right controls that I mentioned, you need to understand how that data will be controlled by the user, will be processed and stored. The fact that you will be storing something on the blockchain that is immutable and you cannot actually delete it, if you're selling or you want to work with a product that is adapted to big companies, what will be the answer of the chief information security officer, Lance? No. Exactly. No. Why? Because you will need actually to address the risk. And one of the main risks, you will need to make sure that you enable him a clear vision of what data you're storing on the blockchain to still remain compliant with local regulations and as well international laws. As an example, we have the privacy law PDPA in Singapore, but we have another law that I will, a regulation that I will address later, which is actually GDPR. And it's all over the newspapers uh, again, knowing that a lot of uh, normal employees or just everyone does not have the details about GDPR. Like, I mean, in the and on a Saturday afternoon, you have better things to do rather than reading GDPR, right? I guess so, as well. So, but those regulations and laws stipulate and dictate the way that you will be able to use new technologies. Why? because you will need to be compliant with those laws in order to make your product sellable and in order to make sure that you as a user preserve your privacy and you put in place the right security controls. So when we are talking about the risk, again, blockchain is just one example and I'm addressing it from, you know, uh, as we are in a blockchain event and woman in blockchain day, there is only one of the technologies. They all represent risk. And one, some of the examples of risk is to making sh make sure that you know where's the data. And when you know the data, you can actually make sure that you have the right controls, and I, mention, I keep on mentioning that. Then, another layer and another risk is actually related to your identity. If you are storing something on the blockchain, who told you that you're really anonymous? I mean, try and challenge me and find you. Malicious transactions. If, let's say, what's blockchain? It's based on different nodes, right? So who t who's telling you that that particular node, which you call computer, is not recording malicious transactions, right? Is it infected by itself? Or is it actually building, let's take an example of um, Ethereum and smart contracts. Imagine a computer that has been infected and just changing the code of a smart contract. If that transaction is done, make a transfer of 10 million to Magda Shelley's account. Amazing. It can happen. 
read about Ethereum and smart contracts hacks, you will realize that one of the main aspects of that, those hacks is the problem with secure coding practices and human error. And then, of course, and then I mentioned the smart contracts and the fact that whatever is stored out there is stored and it might be not removable or deletable any, anytime soon. So the attacks using the blockchain actually have been there since a few years. And some of them, as I mentioned, are the most known, like, for example, the DAO hack. <coughs> some of them a little bit less known, but like, for example, someone who had been hacked his uh, hot wallet. But it all comes down to the fact that traditional risks has not, have not been applied to a new and traditional technology. So the risk that I mentioned will not change or vanish with just a new technology, no matter what it is. It's us as first, so no matter who we are, an employee of a company or just a user, they need to understand them. And like you close the door of your house, you need to do the same with, for example, your Bitcoin wallet and have the right attitude. Again, privacy and security by default are keys, and then the right culture around security. And those are some of the attacks that can happen and you need to consider when you're actually building a blockchain-based solution. One, attacks against the infrastructure. One thing that I mentioned is, let's say if you have all the servers, computers, and they represent, they are part of your ecosystem, if they are all infected, again, what is your assurance about the blockchain itself? Then you have attacks against the code. Have you attended any blockchain meetups? You probably did, right? No? So for the ones who didn't, um, I have seen people addressing, uh, writing smart contracts on the blockchain meetups, and I already have seen really vulnerabilities in the code as such. Secure code practices are actually not usual or traditional things that is deployed or used by the developers. So it requires additional awareness. Then attacks against blockchain website. The moment that you say that you have an ICO, you're targeted like, by millions of attacks a day. And that, of course, if you don't have the right web security, which is actually a domain itself around cybersecurity, then your website probably will be down in like 15 minutes. Uh, attacks against, against hot wallets. One of the key points here, hot wallets and cold wallets. I mentioned closing the door of your house with the key, and you take the key with you, right? What is the key aspect of any blockchain technology here? Cryptocurrency, right? And what is the main domain here? It's key management. Who can tell me what's key management? And that's where the problem starts. So imagine yourself, you go to a hotel room, and you have very confidential information, and you have an old safe that you know you had the safe box with the key. What you will do, you will take your confidential documents, you will put them in the safe, you close with the key, you take the key, and you don't leave it on top of your safe, right? You take it with you in a very secure place in your wallet and you, you are careful not to lose it. That's key management. 
So what happens with cryptography is that actually people do not understand what means key management and they leave their keys around very easily accessible by third parties in order, in for example, especially for cyber criminals. So sometimes they don't even need any, like let's say, uh, technical hacking skills. They just go to Google and search the most used common password and then they attack your online wallet. What's the most common password in 2015? Exactly. Exactly. So do you need to be technically savvy? No. You just need to guess. So key management is actually a very big problem, and that is related to the user's awareness, that they don't understand how to protect their own credential, or even worse, when we're talking about private keys, which is actually a technical term. And then the last attack to consider is attacks against nodes, which are part of the infrastructure, and the nodes will actually be part of your blockchain ecosystem as such. So again, a computer that I will attack, and I will make sure that that node will actually generate transaction that I will decide on, is something that we can imagine and something that happened already. Yeah, this is something that currently happened a lot. So. Why the, the ecosystem is changing a lot is because clients as well, when you talk with them and you say to companies that, oh, we're having a great solution based on blockchain, they're, oh, no, 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 I don't want a Bitcoin. Because <laughs> they're scared, like hacking. So it's important, again, to understand that blockchain is a technology. Blockchain is a technology that's getting mature and with the right awareness and its immutability can allow us to provide really great services and products for us as, uh, as users. However, again, it's security and privacy as well as compliance with local and international laws are really a must. If you miss that, you cannot actually either sell or either use it properly. And I mentioned that the... the examples of addressing the security and privacy challenges. Of course, we don't have a long time here for the presentation, but just a quick overview to make you realize the importance of first, secure code practices. Practices. One thing that's important as well here, blockchain can be public, right? Anyone writes anything on the blockchain. So who can tell you that that person is actually having the right security measure or knows how to properly code. You don't know, but it can be addressed. Then the second thing, I mentioned public blockchain. It can be interesting because everything is, the transactions are stored on a public blockchain. So it, it's, in itself, it's a little bit deterrent. It can make you think, oh, everything is stored publicly, so I'm not going to do something bad. But still, because of the additional as I mentioned, for example, secure coding practices that are not implemented, the other attacks, is not enough. And then you have the compliance with local laws as well, and I want to address that in particular with GDPR afterwards, and the node securities and the user awareness in particular. So as compliance with local regulations is, is Really interesting to have a new technology and build an amazing product, but again, as we said, no one will buy if you don't have the right answers. GDPR is one of the regulations that is enforced for European companies, but not only, for any company worldwide that's providing services or selling products to European residents, not citizens, residents. 
important to note. And here, what I want to tell you is if you store personally identifiable information, for example, your name, surname, date of birth, and your ID on the blockchain, even if it's through a hash, it's not compliant. So again, technology is great, but if you do not understand the security requirements legally and the privacy compliance requirements, you will not be able to address that properly, and also it will be a risk for you as a user. Don't forget that whatever is stored out there, it's stored most of the time on the internet forever. Forever, ever, ever, ever. So immutability is great, but it can be good and bad if you don't know how to use it. So blockchain, a technology, an amazing technology that allows you to address different points, making sure that that information will not be changed, will not be altered. But sometimes the information needs to be altered or needs to be changed. So think about it twice before even starting to using applications or new usage case of companies that you have never heard about. Again, remember the fact that they actually want to sell you a minimum viable product that only brings you the feature without the security in place. And to, to give you some takeaways, uh, as I don't have enough, a, long, a long time left, so 100% security is a myth. So if you have anyone telling you, don't worry, you have, we are 100% secure, make a U-turn and tell them, thank you. Second thing, every technology has risk. There's no technology without any risk. They provide different kind of benefits. You need to understand by yourself your risk. No one will protect your assets more than yourself. Why would you trust that someone else will make sure that you are secure? Are you paying them? No. The, the other point is blockchain does not equal security. It is bringing an, an amazing feature that is related to immutability. You need to make sure that you understand it. And again, you understand the risk. And it's a shared responsibility. No one, again, I'm repeating myself, but no one will protect you more than yourself. And to finish, blockchain is a great technology. The challenge here is to understand what to store it, how to store it, and how, for example, to be compliant with privacy laws like GDPR, where you need to be able to perform what we call the right to be forgotten. So the right to be forgotten is actually something where you as a user decide that I want my information to be deleted completely from everywhere. Not like deleted, but then somewhere in the database. No, 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 that doesn't work. Deleted, deleted. So you disappear. So these are the takeaways. And um, I want to touch bait as well on women in cybersecurity. But before that, do you have any question? OK, great. So I would like to touch on women in cybersecurity because I love the presentation of Sylvia and Daphne, of course, with women who code, uh, they are advocating diversity and women in cybersecurity and in blockchain. So first of all, of course, definitely happy to see 50% of women here and see 50% of men. Thank you for coming. That's great. We definitely cannot make the change by ourselves, but the change also comes from merit. So women in blockchain or any other woman event should not just bring the part of women being there should actually encourage women supporting other women and bringing the role models to the youngest. 
because that's the most important. When you have a 15 years old that is still thinking about her career, because that's the age where they actually get interested into math, you can actually tell her that there are a lot of opportunities in cybersecurity on in blockchain, depending on what she wants to do. Cybersecurity is the most diversified domain that I know. There's so many areas. So again, men or women, just show any young girl the opportunities around. Bring them to events so they understand that it's not only one part, you know? It's not only sitting in an office and coding. It's not only doing risk management. It depends what you're good at and what you like doing. But to, for young women or young men, to understand that or to find out that, that means that they need to actually try it. If they cannot try, they cannot find out their potential. So talk about it in general around cybersecurity. Talk about blockchain. Bring them to, again, to events. Make sure that they meet some experienced women or men. And uh, when you have actually conferences that invite as well, this is a very interesting point. Only women as a panelist, um, I would definitely back up what was said. There is absolutely no interest into having a panel women only. We, like, we want to be treated equally on merits, not on having a special part. But you, what you can do again is if you have such event, is to encourage other women. What happens in cybersecurity is because it's a male-dominated industry, sometimes when you have young women, they come in the team of 10 men and then they got intimidated. It happens. So you guys need to take the ladies on, you know, nicely in the team and be happy about having a woman in the team. It's really important, inclusion. Make sure that everyone, no matter what, if it's a gender minority or any other minority, is feeling welcomed in the team. And that's really important. So this is my feedback about diversity. And thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you. And if you have, if you have any question, you can add me on LinkedIn uh, or follow me on social media as well. Thank you.